Hey guys, we hope you're enjoying our podcast, His and Hers Uncensored. We appreciate all the love and support that we have received thus far. As you know, this podcast does work off equipment for recording, editing, as well as our time and efforts. If you feel led, please give us a donation through our Cash App with dollar sign T-F-A-I-T-H-L-L-C. It will go towards helping us to enhance our efforts and give you better content. As always, thank you for listening to His and Hers Uncensored. Are you ready for His and Hers Pleasure Palace? Where we explore the world of intimacy through sex toys, lubricants, and other enhancements. Get ready to be blown away as we illustrate ways to enhance your intimate experiences, whether with yourself or your partner. You don't want to miss out on making your pleasures even better. Okay, y'all, we're back with another episode of His and Hers Uncensored. Uncensored. It's my my turn to do that, yeah. (laughs) But tonight we have two special guests. And I say. Not one, two guests. I said two special guests. That's what I said. Oh. You know me. (laughs) And they're very special because they are family to me. I'm not even going to. I mean, I'm going to give you the background. Um, We have Candace. This is my bestest friend. My bestest friend. I just wanted to say that again. But I met her 15 years ago. I'm not getting older, but 15 years ago, uh, freshman year at Norfolk State. And we have her husband, Marcel, who, of course, is my bestie. So we have a best friend and a bestie. And um, I just love our friendship. I love the fact that I can come to her and talk to her about things. And it's going to be right, wrong, and different with me. She's going to tell me what I need. But when it's against other people, it don't matter if I'm wrong. She's still going to have my back. So you guys... <laughs> trying to go. Pull up. All right. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Say a little bit. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um. Yeah. Everything she said. That's my bestie. I'm Candace, and yes, this is Marcel. And I don't really know. I don't know. How, are we supposed to say any, much more about ourselves? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What you, you do? Businesswoman. I mean. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. I um. I am that too. So we have two kids. Um. MJ and Malia. They are seven and five. Um, Malia is actually Whitney's goddaughter. And um, yeah, I am a businesswoman. I own my own business, Alluring Decor, where I um, am an event planner as well as a wedding um, coordinator. And I also have a shop on Etsy where I just create custom uh, invitations and other party goods. So yeah, that's me. Nice. You want you want to tell us where we can find all that stuff? Of course. So I have a page on Instagram, and it's um, alluring decor, and that's a l l u r i n g underscore d e k o r. And um, I also have a page on um, in, um, Facebook. Excuse me. Same spelling, alluring decor. So look me up. And I'm in the Northern Virginia area, so I try to service um, Northern Virginia, D.C., and Maryland. The whole DMV. 
info. She out here. Right. That's the best one we ever had. Like, she went through it. <laughs> <laughs> Find me. Like, oh, y'all want this? I'm ready. You stupid. Ah, me. <laughs> All right, Marcel, where we at? Where we at? How you doing? I'm uh, Marcel. I am uh, a full-time father and husband first, and then I am an uh, employee at Amazon. I've uh, been there for two years, um, just grinding out to just be the best provider for my family that I can. Um, I support my wife and what she does. I, I help her with her setting up and putting away of events, so I'm, I'm the muscle in the operations, I would say. Right. Um, and I'll just support her and all she does. Just here to help everybody out. And you also coach? I am a football coach. I coach, uh, coach Little League football. I've been coaching youth football for about eight years now. Um, I started with the older kids uh, in the age group of 11. I had them until they were 13. And then I went all the way back to the youngest age group when my son became a playing age or so. We've been doing that for about three years now, so I'm just trying to give back to the community. Um, eventually, I would like to be uh, in high school so I can direct some of the kids in my in my community in the right direction to go. You know, I can help them get to the next level. Nice. That's awesome. Say hello to kids. Look, and MJ is like a phenomenal athlete. Like he trains with with uh, Marcel, but I also see him in the gym with Candice. Yo, like, whoa, pictures be right, yo. <laughs> <laughs> That's my little GQ. We need a brand a GQ model. <laughs> MJ is ready. Like I put him against some of these older kids. My dude. <laughs> but we're gonna go ahead and take us a quick commercial break, and then we'll get back into the content in a minute. And we're back, still here with Candace and Marcel, and it's Whitney and Alshay. He's a herd uncensored. Uncensored. Sure. So what we wanted to talk about tonight um, is something that uh, is is both close to home for both of us, uh, both of our relationships, and just hanging on the slogan that me and Alshay try to practice and put into our lives. Um which is us versus everything and I say that because we literally have to be a team against whatever comes up in a relationship because once you have decided to be in a partnership and for them they're they're married um it is important that what you have together as a unit cannot be destroyed by anything and anything that could come up um they have taken their vows to say for better or for worse and that is something that we want to work towards so um being her best friend of course I have insight on their lives and she has insight on mine and I just know that disclaimer the devil comes to destroy and kill relationships and anything that is positive and it's just it's up to us to literally be that unit of us and God versus whatever is up against us Right. So I wanted to um, go ahead 
we can jump into it if you guys want to start if we want to start however you want to lead this we just try to be open and transparent none of this is rehearsed guys um and so we'll just go from there well you y'all are the experts so y'all lead us y'all start off the conversation (laughs) (laughs) okay so um tonight basically what I wanted to talk about are are the things that do come up in relationships that can be there to destroy and how will you navigate through those things to continue to work towards that Um, because once how I feel about relationship is two imperfect people coming together to have a perfect situation Mm -hmm. although it may not be perfect to everyone else all that matters is in that relationship it's perfect perfect for us um and, and and perfect doesn't mean that things don't come up but it just it's your resiliency to those things and how do you handle those um so i guess i'll kind of piggyback off my last blog just to keep the conversation going Good. um but i kind of opened up about last year being a really rough year for me um although and i, I say this a lot of times this is the healthiest relationship that i've ever been in we have had our trials um We've talked about our trials with co-parenting. We've talked about our trials with miscommunication. But something that we've never publicly discussed um, is our trial with infidelity. And it was something that we have endured in our relationship uh, happened very early on. But for 2019, I feel like I was just still processing and dealing with the figments of that because I always say that infidelity is something once it happens if you think of the relationship as a whole and it's a mirror and once you break a mirror you can put it back together and, and all the pieces cracks. could be there but you could still see the cracks um, and I, I know that I went to a really ugly place because I blamed myself I questioned a lot of things and I wanted to know, I, I had a lot of why, why this happened, why, why, why were we here? Um, so that's my feelings to get the conversation started. Right. What about you? Um, and to piggyback up for her, <laughs> um, so the hardships that came with that is to piggyback off of what she said about the mirror, you know, we put the, well, I put the mirror back together, you know what I'm saying? And all she saw were the cracks. And me wanting the relationship to work, I had to understand that all she was going to see was the cracks for a long time. And I'm saying like, so that's her going from the edge to the middle. And that's just one crack. You know, it's a lot of cracks in this mirror. All the whys and everything, you know. Um, trying to be there for her and and comfort her be understanding when she last when she lashes out on me and everything uh losing of the trust and everything and trying to build that back and still practicing the 80 20 rule you know um and still practicing the us versus everything and reassuring and you know everything that you're supposed to do on top of everything that you're supposed to do you know, so um, we never, like 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 we said, we like to be transparent. <clears throat> and we want to give y'all the real. Like, this is something that we've been wanting to talk about, but we never force anything. And, you know, now we have the, t- the opportunity to talk about it and, you know, show our growth and 
the, the trials and tribulations that we have and the love that we still, you know what I'm saying, cling to and hold on to and give to each other. But like that um that broken mirror term, that's a a deep metaphor. Um and kind of like w- once you break the mirror and like you said, it's always tough to put it back together. And even when you do put it back together, those cracks is everlasting. Right. So it's, it's it's easy to uh, reappear when you clean that mirror. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like you, you scrape your hand to remind you that the mirror is still broke. So that tr- that trust thing is the the biggest loss of everything because once you lose the trust, it just everything becomes difficult after that. It could be something that seems right. so little to me, but just not having the trust that I had before, it's it just gets blown into a whole bigger situation. So that trust thing is probably the the number one thing that is is lost out of everything. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And I would say um on the on the end of on the side where the where you were the one who um was I guess deceived, um it's hard because you want to trust the person so much. So like even sometimes and I don't know if you can speak to this Whitney, but like where you feel like you're in a good spot and you think that you've grown and kind of like he said, but even when you think you're there, something always comes up. Um, there's, it's like always something to remind you. So it's just, it's a hard process. Um, for us, we we experienced that. Um, we've been married going on, oh my gosh, eight years in October. And, um, you, know, we've, you know, we had little issues here and there, um, but our, I guess, the big breaking point or the big moment in our marriage was about two years ago. It's going on two years ago when um, everything surfaced and, you know, we're still to this day, still dealing with it, still healing. And um, it's been a struggle, but the one thing that I know that has helped for me and I'm not trying to get all religious is God. And like how you said us and God, versus everything because there was a lot of times where I know I was ready to just be done you know what I'm saying like I was feeling like you know forget the vows forget everything um but I had a moment to really sit down and think and I thought about not only my vows but the vows that I made before God and my commitment to not just my husband but to God so I feel like you know I know not everybody is religious and I know not everybody has the same belief, but I am a true believer that when you do put God in the middle or in the front of your relationship, that you can really battle anything. You can overcome anything in your relationship. So, I mean, that's just a testament to our faith, I can say, which has helped us. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then we'll jump right back in it when we come back. Are you ready for His and Hers Pleasure Palace? Where we explore the world of intimacy through sex toys, lubricants, and other enhancements. Get ready to be blown away as we illustrate ways to enhance your intimate experiences, whether with yourself or your partner. You don't want to miss out on making your pleasures even better.
right, we're back. His and hers uncensored. And um, just to to continue the conversation um about what you said, Candice, about um even when you want to be um in a good space or you feel that you're in a good space, for me, I mean, not to make light of the situation, but as my friend, you kind of know, like I'm always. I'm always questioning things, especially like if it's good. Like even, even before, I'll just be like, why is this so good? Like why is it so nice? And that's something that I had to, I had to separate myself for, to understand like why do I feel like I don't deserve these good things, or why did I expect something bad to happen? And then, you know, why am I so upset? You know, why am I so willing to accept something bad happening, but not willing to accept the good things? And it was hard for me and it was I, I, I could it's still hard. It, it still is hard and I can see the frustration when things are going well and then I question it he's it's I don't want it to get to a point where he's like well then why am I trying but it, it's just really hard to like to bounce back into trust and to be not to be trusting but to just be in the moment and fully enjoy something when that broken trust is kind of hovering over your relationship. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, you know that Jay Z line: "Once a good girl gone bad, she's gone forever." You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's like proving him wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like getting that good girl back. You know, um, it's definitely hard, but it's possible. For you know sure. what I'm saying? Like, we are testaments. You know what I'm saying? Us, y'all, and us were testaments. Like, it's still working. We're still going forward. We're still working together. We're trying. We're putting forth the effort. We're showing the love to each other. We have good days. We have bad days. The goal is to have more good than bad and let that keep growing. You know what I'm saying? I know um, something that I do, like yesterday, you know, we was just uh, having a good time. And I just got behind her. I just gave her a hug, kissed her on the cheeks. And I said, was it yesterday or was it the day before yesterday? And I was just like, feel this moment. This is us. I'm saying like this when we're happy. You see that this is us. It's easy. We feel it in this moment. And I'm saying so when we do have those bad days, remember our good days. They're right around the corner, you know. But I never try to shy away from the bad days. You know what I'm saying? I attack the head on. Like, all right, yo, it's a bad day. It's cool. You said what you said. I said what I said. But I still love you. I'm going to love you today. I'm going to love you tomorrow. I might not want to talk right now but I still love you, you know what I'm saying? And I try to, I try to like, you know, just let her know, like, I don't care what happened when we was upset. Now it's time to get back, to uh, get past it. You know what I'm saying? We took the time to get our feelings out, get our emotions out. I understand you, that's the, that's the big part. Understanding, getting that understanding when you're in the bad place. If you're in a bad place and you don't get the understanding, that bad place was not useful. It, it, you didn't gain anything from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, make that bad place a positive. Yeah, we had to talk to each other a certain way, but we learned. Sometimes that bad place is almost like a reset button. I know one right. more recent times where we had we were at odds with each other. It was a couple of days, and then I received a nice little text message from my lovely wife. She was like, I'm not done being mad at you, but I kind of miss you. And that kind of gave me the the extra gas in my tank to, you know, get your, get your stuff <laughs> together, man. You know, your lady, right. she just wants to be happy. 
And, you know, it's nothing more that makes me happy than to see her happy, you know, because when we're not good, it's just not a good feeling. Walking around the house, I'm all the way downstairs. She's all the way upstairs. We passing each other, not even speaking to each other. That's not, that's not the days I enjoy. Right. So those days where we do have those days, it's like, all right, time to reset, time to re, you know, retrain the mind and get back to how we supposed to be. And, and you know what, so, you know something, Marcel? Like I think, like with our age, I think we're in in our women, we're in a good place to be to show our vulnerability because you know it's it's not easy. I'm sure it wasn't easy for you when you was growing up. I'm saying being vulnerable and trying to show your real side, your man side, your vulnerable side. At the same time, you know, but we're able to do that thing with them and still. Uh, come back and and have the communication and have them fight with us and know that they got our back. And I'm saying like it feels good, you know, just getting that understanding in that area. That makes a that makes it a lot. And easier. actually, um, it's funny that you say that because that's something that I feel like we struggled with earlier on in our relationship because um, like the reality of it is, myself. He around here anyway. He's his nickname is Hold It Down, and he got that name because he was known to be like the one to hold it down. He always fought, and you know he. No, I'm just being honest. um, I I can really give some examples, but I'm not gonna hold us up on that. Go go get that TV. That's what that PlayStation Four. That's the only. <laughs> he be trying to back up, but I say all that to say when I when, and I went into this, and I guess you know, just I've always, I guess I just you know, always been attracted, I guess, to the hard guys, if you could say, you know, the thugs, if you want to say, because everybody knows I'm I'm in love with Tupac, and I just like that thug, <laughs> and um, you know, that was something that it was funny. It attracted to me. It attracted me earlier on. But we struggled because when we did go through tough um, situations or compl- um, complicated situations, he was never understanding or I felt he wasn't understanding to my emotions. He was just always hard. He never really had a vulnerable side. He, you know, it was pretty much like, you know, all right, I'm gonna let you deal with your feelings for a little bit and then we're gonna get back. You know, like it was, it was very hard at the beginning. And now, you know, you know, two kids later, almost, well, we've been knowing each other or dating on and on. We dated back in high school, so I was, what, like 17? Um, and, you know, now we're here in our 30s. Ben had that joke. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just see growth in that, in that area uh, particularly. And so that's funny that you say that because I do feel that now that he has gotten older and, you know, I don't know if it's just me, some of my softness rubbing off on him or the fact that he now has a daughter. I don't know what it is, but I do. It's the maturity. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's some, it's, I do recognize that. And a lot that has changed, you know, we're still, you know, work, a work in progress on other things. But as far as, you know, more so him opening up about his feelings or communicating um, in that regard, I definitely have seen growth. I mean, I've been taught my whole life basically to show no emotion. You know, my my right was a was a tough stickler, you know, and it really emotions didn't even down to my sisters like emotions didn't flow through my family. So I never really been one to see that. But like she said, having kids and then seeing her in some of her vulnerable states and realizing that I don't 
I don't want the same blocker for my son. I want him to know that if he wants to cry to me, he can cry to me and not to not make him feel any less than of a person he is because he's, he's emotional about it. So I, I just, like you said, the maturity has came and then just many instances of me seeing what me being vulnerable can bring. It just, it helps the whole situation out. So, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back at y'all. This is hers and sister. I'll show you with me with the announcement. Hey guys, we hope you're enjoying our podcast, His and Hers Uncensored. We appreciate all the love and support that we have received thus far. As you know, this podcast does work off equipment for recording, editing, as well as our time and efforts. If you feel led, please give us a donation through our cash app with dollar sign T-F-A-I-T-H-L-L-C. It will go towards helping us to enhance our efforts and give you better content. As always, thank you for listening to His and Hers Uncensored. Stay tuned for part two.